Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Hey, blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 243 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often-imitated, never-duplicated, played a key role in 1987 by rescuing baby Jessica from the well due to Bill Day having freakishly small hands for a child his age, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockinthatidlife.com. Can't screw up the uh, sponsor uh, URL. And centerizedbrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, February 23rd, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number 342 all time. Uh, Tune in for the show. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. If I could screw up this intro anymore, I'd be a... Take two! <laughs> Take two, start over. We are on Here, let Twitter. me come off mute so we can, hit, we can add the dogs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you if you realize it, Kurt, but you first said episode 242 as well. Did I really? No. Yep, but then you said you just said it again and you said it correctly. So 340. You've only screwed up like, you've only screwed up like eight times. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I was in my notes wrong. 342. We're on, right? Yeah. 342. Um, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. And my co-host for tonight's big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And on the agenda for tonight, we'll discuss the Blues overtime loss to Montreal and the social media overreactions that surrounded that. Uh, a killer rebound <laughs> win versus Toronto. Uh <laughs> Someone's got a big metal door swinging back and forth. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who's on a barge for this show? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm doing this for the middle of the Mississippi. <laughs> uh, it's like males waiting in the in the distance. Uh, a killer rebound win versus Toronto. 
holding on to win versus Philadelphia. Uh, Bobby Plager gets a stretch of I-6440 named after him. And former Blues GM and coach Emil Cat Francis passes away. And much more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. How are you guys tonight? Sleeping uh, you guys you know. uh, Yeah, oh, it's sleet at all. Oh, so I got a funny story that I'll tell later about um, <laughs> beer of the episode. Uh, but yeah, it's it started sleeting right when I was ending my work day. And it was bad, too. Real bad where I'm at. It was about, what, 4, 4 or 4.30 when it started snowing, sleeting here? Something like that? Yep. Yeah, so. it was about 4.30 here. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, it was, it was about, yeah, about 4-ish. Um, I was sitting downstairs watching the end of the Liverpool game, and all of a sudden I heard... Yeah. Up against the window. And now all I hear is... <laughs> You got like a three tenors going on there. It's one dog. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you know they always. Painful. I've always been told painful in radio story. and radio and podcasting to when there's background noise, you just ignore it and move on. Not a chance. And it, 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 sometimes it is just way too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Uh, wow, it's uh, we got some comments going on the YouTube chat here. Uh, Ken Morris is in there. Good evening, Ken. Uh, Matt Harris, good evening, hockey masochist. Nice. Um, GD Dale, is that new? GD Dale, is that a new user? Read it, read who says this. Uh, oh, oh from Adam Cowgill. Uh, hello, all, and Sunrise for Life. Oh, very nice. Adam, yeah, baby, yeah, good Sunrise to see for Adam. Life. That's a nice ring to it. Sunrise That's right. for Life. Center ice for life. So I, I, I would, uh, I don't know, if, I don't know if Adam knows, but uh, I mean, hey, Adam, when they, when they reopen, which they're gonna, right, somewhere. Oh, uh, for sure, Adam will be there. <laughs> I'm 100% confident that yeah. they will reopen. So he'll, uh, he needs to be there, behind the bar. Yeah. Behind the bar, or just joining us and having a couple beers with us. Which, hey, that sounds like fun. We haven't really done that with Adam. Yeah. We've we've done shots with him. We've shared beers with him, but actually hanging for a night that would be fun. We should do that. You met Adam? I'm kidding. I'm joking. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Burn, burn to our favorite bartender. It's a joke. Our favorite bartender can take a joke. I hope. Yeah. You you have to be able to take a joke to be in this YouTube chat. Uh, uh, YouTube chat and to just honestly be involved in hockey in general. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't have uh, people who are, you can't take jokes. <laughs> Enough comedy jokes. Uh, <laughs> I purposely didn't talk about what was going on so we could hear it. <laughs> I'm just going to let them fill in for me the rest of the night. I think oh, their commentary is. <laughs> Man. This is the rest of the show, folks. I know. I've seen the sound Their commentary in this. is so much better than any anything I bring to the sh- to the table. So actually, I can't distinguish the difference between them and, and you talking. There you uh, go. Ken Morris. Hey said Bill. To- hey Bill. What did you think of the Blues play last night? <laughs> is this is this uh, uh, Finding Nemo? <laughs> Dory talking whale, speaking whale. Uh, Ken Morris said, "Oh my God, Putin has started his Russian attack on the Ukraine." 
how will this impact russia and ukraine players in the nhl uh good question do we do we want to crack that egg mm. open i don't know I, I mean a number of the players live here uh so i'm sure they all have family back there so yeah, i don't know right. it's, it's a good question and somebody will get in out of context quote from some russian player that panarin. You know, says yeah yeah you have to well not panarin but from somebody who like um what, what was it um um oh god i'm blanking um cut cut uh, to the dogs cut to the dogs they've broken up <laughs> they've, they've called it a night see, they've got me completely dog damn for me yeah. So the um, God, the 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 guy that uh, used to play goal for the Ducks and then the Flyers and uh, why you have to be so made, that guy. Oh, Sergey um, Bobrovsky. Bobrov. No, no, yeah, no, not, not Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Uh, uh, the other Russian. Uh, what the hell's wrong with us? I'm, Ilya yeah, I'm drawing a right? complete blank. Yes, complete blank. Yeah. Ilya. Oh, man. Yeah, unsubscribe from our podcast right now. Oh my we, God, what is we wrong? We have lost with all us? credibility. Somebody help us, please. Anyone in the chat? What is wrong mm. with us? Brizgalov. Brizgalov. Oh, I. You know what? <laughs> yeah, Revoke my hockey it. fan yeah. card now. Good lord. <laughs> yes. Yes. So he he uh, he said he said some pretty pro-Russian stuff in one of his um, end of career interviews. Somebody like him, right? They they would right. say something that, makes that sense. would get taken out of context. And oh, he's he's a a warmonger and all that. Uh, Kyle Hanner chimed in. Briskalov. He may have chimed yeah, in before you. I saw it. So. Which, hey, Kyle Hunter, let's go ahead and say it. He's a new live listener, although he is a uh, podcast listener. He says, hey, fellas, been podcasting since the 18 off season. Glad to finally make it to a show live. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. And, Thanks for joining us. And you picked the worst one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst opening we've ever had. It is It is where all the cool kids hang out. So, yeah, just not Except tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. the kid that kind of tags along, you know, like. The one that kind of follows the cool crowd. That's me. Matt Harris says, question for you all. I'm celebrating the delivery of my Heritage jersey. Who should I get on it? Wrong answers. So you got a blank jersey and you're going to get it lettered, I guess. Uh, Yori Laterra. Wrong answers only. (laughs) Yeah, Laterra. I say that because I finally watched the gold medal game from this year's Olympics. And they showed a, a big goal from a Finnish player last Olympic. And, uh, or no, I think it was 14. And Yori, and I saw Yori Laterra come up and hug him, and I'm like, "Oh, who'd have thought I'd be watching a gold medal game in 2022 and I'd see Yori Laterra?" Yeah. Um. Let's see. We don't have a I'm, single. On, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say on the topic of Winter Classic Heritage jerseys, mine that was supposed to be a Christmas present is yes. going to be delivered just in time for my birthday Friday. So. Oh my God. Nice. Oh my. Hey, God. happy early birthday to Bill, by the way. How long has it been? Like six months. Yeah, she ordered it the day they went on sale. That so. they, I mean, that is obscenely my, late. My sister-in-law ordered my brother's, I think, in November, and um, I think he his delivery date is sometime in early March. Mm, so, absurd! That's so yep. stupid. Mm-hmm. It's a jersey. Letter it and get it out the door. Yeah. Please. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Friday. Uh, 
Well, this is your birthday is Friday. It's on Friday. Yes. Oh, happy birthday, Bill. Well, thank you. Uh, Bill's turning 24. 24. If only. Uh, official beers of episode number 342. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPrice12. Jeff says JPonder94 and Bill says Billy Blue Note 33. Jeff, you want to start us off as as is tradition? As is tradition. Um, yeah, so uh, I told you guys early on that uh, I had a funny story about my beer of the episode, but I will be drinking uh, tonight from our wonderful sponsor, The Beauty, the best damn IPA in St. Louis, if you ask me, because I'm not an IPA fan. This is an IPA that I could drink all day and all night long. Uh, so my quick funny <laughs> and story. And you often do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, every day. That's all I drink. All I drink and eat. Um. <laughs> So I, uh, uh, so I, we mentioned the sleet in St. Louis. It started right as uh, my last work meeting ended, and I got up, got home, and I went. Or I, not, I was home already. I went upstairs, and I uh, looked up and saw, oh wow, it is sleeting already. I better get to the liquor store because you know essentials, right? Sure. Well, I am. Uh, I'm kind of a dummy because I work from home. Uh, I have put off getting new tires on my car, and I was told before last summer that you can't even drive in rain. There's no tread left on these things, and I'm like, okay, and yeah, you know, I would slip here and there, but it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, uh, driving to the liquor store today, I'm going to go get new tires this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um Went down Telegraph, which by the way, I found out that there's a liquor store uh, within a mile of where I live that uh, sells center ice brew, which is awesome. So Sweet. I just learned that today. Are so there any, went down uh, there. Are there any Lick Him stores on the way? But I'm But I'm Okay, good. Um, Sorry. But yeah, I I, uh, I was slipping all over the road, and uh, there's a slight hill to get back home. And uh, I was going about 15 miles an hour between 10 and 15 because my car couldn't go any faster. And I kept thinking, this, my car's, I'm going to have to leave my car abandoned right here because I can't make it up the hill. So that is, uh, that is my dedication for getting beer for this episode. Uh, so just put that one in your cap. <laughs> uh, Bill, what you got? I, I have the, I'm also going local, the vanilla coffee underbrown from Heavy Riff. It's the uh, Kona coffee and vanilla infused version of their uh, eponymous uh, velvet underbrown brown ale that um, <clears throat> is one of the, the two brown ales that you see on most menus around St. Louis, that in Civil Life. Um, can't go wrong with that. Digging this one uh, with the coffee and the vanilla. Nice little sweet. Good, uh, good on a cold winter's night. It's uh, good. And I just got a notification that uh, SIUE is closed tomorrow due to inclement weather. Oh, yeah. So kids, drink uh, up. School is closed too. Yeah. Yeah. My kids, uh, uh we, my kids were called off uh, an hour or two ago, something like that. And uh, yeah, they called SIU. We've had a lot of snow days um, this year. Not sure if it's a work from home day. Um, have to discuss that later but Wait, I, uh, last i heard kurt your internet went out <laughs> yeah right. yeah oh <laughs> darn it dang no i don't I, I actually love working from home it's 
it's comfortable. Um, my uh, my beer this evening is the uh, let's see, Pizza Port Brewing Company. You see that? Is it washed out? It's washed out. No, that's good. Mm, bacon, 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 bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Breakfast out. Imperial Coffee Porter. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I lied. I'm not drinking this tonight, but I don't have a beer tonight. But I'm gonna I'm gonna advertise this or show off this because this is one of the beers that we received in the beer bet with Teal Town USA, the San Jose oh. Sharks guys, uh, for the Blues knocking them off uh, in the playoffs in 2019. And, and this arrived. The these are, are, are the, the yes, and the beers arrived. Uh, the same day as my replica Stanley Cup, so that was kind of a a cool day. So we've got uh, GT Dale, who is our friend uh, Adam Calgill from famous from Center Ice Brewery. Uh, he's drinking a raspberry picker ale. Cheers, guys. Matt Harris says I'm drinking a horchata wheat beer Ooh. that I got from somewhere in Tucson last week. Lightly sweet, very nice. Kyle Hanner says uh, I'm drinking Mama Tried. A Citra Pale Ale from here in the Houston area. And then Adam Gold over in the Facebook chat says, I'm enjoying a, I can never say this right. I think it's Poliner, Poliner Hefeweizen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I always want to call it Polonier, which is like mixing all... Paul and Revere. <laughs> it's like, it's Poliner, like the all fruit. Poliner. And yeah, Paul... I think that's right. Like the jelly. Polonier, he was the um, second string third baseman for the Tigers in the mid 80s, I think. That's what it was. Yeah. I, I think you're thinking of. It was uh, all one name. Too. I think you're thinking of Paul Molitor, who played for the Brewers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just making shit up today. Oh yeah, the, or Paul Molitor cigarettes. Uh, no, I think you're thinking of Paul O'Neill, who once hit uh, two home runs for a kid in the hospital. You know, <laughs> and he was on Seinfeld too. <laughs> Did you know that That's they the, just yeah. retired Paul O'Neill's number? The, are the Yankees announced they're going to retire his number? Paul O'Neill retiring his number. <laughs> That's a, that's I don't a, know why, but his his appearance on Seinfeld is one of my favorite guest appearances ever. It because was him just the way he and the way that he talks to Kramer in the uh, in the in, he's like he's like I'm not a home run hitter, and then he starts looking around. And he goes, "How'd you even get in here?" <laughs> just the way he said it, his delivery <laughs> was perfect. They had Keith Hernandez on the show too, didn't they? One time. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, he wanted Jerry to help him move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a good show. Uh, I, I have a question for Adam in the uh, YouTube chat. So he's drinking a raspberry picker ale, right? Yep. So I'm curious. I mean, what is what does his beer fridge look like at home? I'd be curious because you know, being a, a bartender, or I'm not sure if he is going to continue bartending or if you know he's a former centerized brewery bartender. So um, I'm I'm curious to see what a bartender's I, I think beer fridge he... at home looks like. His new uh, deal is I think he's playing for the Orlando Solar Bears. Just signed a contract. <laughs> so, are the yeah. trashers? Are the trashers? Yeah, are the, trashers? <laughs> yeah the Danbury <laughs> trashers. <laughs> uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, February 23rd, uh, 1991. Brett Hall uh, scored a hat trick, uh, had his 100th point, and scored a goal in his 13th consecutive game. Adam Oates had a 15-game point streak, uh, and the St. Louis Blues uh, had uh, they recorded their eighth straight win at home in a nine-to-two win versus the Boston Bruins. Thirteen straight games with a goal. 
That kind of thing is unheard yeah, and, of now. And and point out too that you said a hundredth point. Uh, it's worth mentioning hundredth point in the season. He already had a plethora of points in his career before that. Right. And I, I just point that out because anybody who is like new to hockey would say, oh, 100th point in his career. No, no. Back in the day, Brett Hall put up 100 points a season. Yeah. Uh, Adam Oates, or I'm sorry, uh, February 23rd, 1986. Uh, Doug Gilmore had his first career hat trick, and Mark Hunter had his second career hat trick uh, against former Blues goalie Mike Lute in the St. Louis Blues 8 2 win over the Hartford Whalers. And uh, and this I, was the game that pushed Bill Day to become a goalie, right? Eight to two. No. You're like, you're <laughs> like, if Michael Ute, if he can play this way, I can make the NHL. No, I hate no. this game. <laughs> the I, 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 I hate that game. Like that, that was one of the first times. Like when when Liu got traded to uh, to the the whale. You know, it, it was at that point I, I didn't have the nostalgic affinity for, for Hartford. I hated that he got traded there and it tore me up when we would lose to him, but that game tore me up because we kicked the shit out of him. So I don't know. I just I I was still way too young to, to really be able to take a side on you know do I still like him because he was my first favorite player or, you know, do I not like him because he's playing against my favorite team? You were torn. I, the, the, uh, newspaper clipping that is attached to the tweet, um, has a, a brief, uh, write up of the game and it shows the box score, uh, who scores first period, second, period, third period, a breakdown shots on goal per period and, and, and goals per period. Um, this is just a little snapshot of what I would spend hours and hours, uh, just staring at as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, the sports page and all the hockey uh, box scores, just seeing who scored and when, and just I just it sounds nerdy, but I just used to love just just looking at it for a long mm-hmm. time. I'd take the paper well, couch or whatever at school, I'd have it uh, in lunchroom or whatever, and just reading the paper. Right? How many kids today are robbed of the opportunity to read the name Bourgeois <laughs> over and over? Charlie Bourgeois in the in the penalty column <laughs> right penalty bourgeois uh yeah 532 what about, what about jack brown scheidel like brown miss Scheidel's. those kind of names man yeah yep yeah look at that doug evans first goal for the blues only goal Rick for the blues, natris maybe. with a big goal millen was in goal for the blues that game uh 8 12 and 6 after this game and uh Leo was 17 19 and 2 referees were andy van helleman <laughs> <laughs> was Andy Van Hellman because right. this was the one referee era. Right, that's true. That's right. Man. Yeah, that's right, kids. There used to be only one referee on the ice. And Boy, you're all just why. learning all kinds of stuff from us tonight, <laughs> huh? And that's why things people used to get away with murder in the game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember the remember the the uh, controversy? The extra official on the ice? There's not gonna be any room out there. Too many officials. It's fine. It's fine. They're going to have to go to four on four. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, February 23rd. Well, th- they should. There is not enough room, and they should go to four on four. But, you know, that's a different discussion. Or make the rinks bigger, which they won't do. Make the rinks bigger. That's where I'm at. Yeah. They won't do that, though. Hey, Bill, I think they should make the nets bigger and make the goalies wear less pads. Uh, How do you yeah, feel about that? I think, well, you should, I think you should go to hell and die. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just strap some pillows to your legs. You're fine. Yep. Couch cushions. Good enough uh, for me in street hockey. Good enough for ice hockey. Couch goalies. cushions and rope. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Goalie. <laughs> February, t- February 23rd, 2019. Jordan Bennington became the sixth goalie in NHL history to win each of his first six home starts with 31 saves and then uh, five shootout saves and a 2-1 to win over the visiting Boston Bruins. Uh, Sammy Belay with the shootout winner. Um, kind of interesting that uh, this was against Boston. And uh, a little yeah, they uh, they did something later against Boston, didn't they? That same a little, season? a little something. Uh, having trouble remembering yeah. what it was though. Exactly, it's been all so long. Yeah, I seem to remember a guy mm. skating off the ice too early, <laughs> and then I remember an NHL two twenty two goal being scored by Zach Sanford. That's about yeah, it. No kidding. No, no kidding. Back door <laughs> slamming home. Yeah, easy goal. I could have scored that goal. Yeah. Maybe. What I remember from that game is uh, Bennington's save on Bacchus in the third period. Bacchus basically <laughs> had an empty net. And... Oh, in this game. Yeah, oh, this yeah, game. Yeah. I thought you were joking yeah, yeah. about the yeah. game seven. No, no, no. no, oh, no, no I, I remember no. that too. No, I'm not I'm not trolling David Bacchus. You know, this, the, the this glove save. The glove right. save, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Beauty. Uh, okay, so we got. Um, we'll talk about some blues hockey. Uh, so, so probably an interesting conversation about the Montreal game and the follow after that. Uh, There's going to be a with, lot of yelling, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of yelling into the microphone. Let's yell for no reason whatsoever. Loud noises. Rabble, uh, rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and the game versus Toronto and the game versus Philly uh, after this word from my D life. You don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash, it doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful to you is your goal to improve overall energy achieve deeper sleep lose or gain weight the answer to all of those options rockin that id life can help our friend dustin at rockin that id life.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals not someone else's get started today by visiting rockin that id life.com or emailing dustin at rockin that id life at gmail.com and tell them let's go blues radio sent you to receive 10 percent off your order that's rockin that id life.com and start your betterment journey today and you just heard from our friends at rockinthatidlife.com and i did get a message from our friend dustin to uh, just tonight right before the show uh he says that tonight is the last night to get 25 dollars off the dna kit they rarely go on sale which i'll say we he's been a sponsor now for i think a little over a year and I don't think that's gone on sale once in the time he's been a sponsor. So uh, $25 off the DNA kit. All you got to do is go to rockinthatidlife.com tonight. So live listeners, make sure you check that out. Sorry, podcasters, you're a little late. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's going to save you a lot of money, and you'll be able to try out the product. It's, it's a great product. I've done it before. So, uh, again, rockinthatidlife.com. Get the DNA kit, and automatically $25 will be taken off your purchase. 
one of the benefits of watching live the show. Exactly. We should do more so live So you'll remember deals. next week, next week, podcasters, you'll want to tune in live because you might get something like this. Right, right, right. Uh, th I, so this came in the mail today. I didn't mention this earlier. This hat. Have, and I, I posted this on Twitter when I first saw it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get it. I This is a blues logo. This is a blues hat. It's got a blue one on the back. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I had never seen this logo before. Of, yeah, I didn't know what to how to take that when I saw it. I I think I – look, this is going to sound very odd, but it's coming from me, so surprise, surprise. I don't think I would ever wear that hat, but, Kurt, I think you rock that hat. I like it. I think it looks good on you. I like it. Uh, I would never want – I don't think I'd ever want to be on a jersey. Of course, I have to see it. You know, I, I'm not going to – but I would never want the blue note replaced with this thing or even with a third jersey. I don't know if this works on a jersey. Maybe it would. I don't know. Uh, there's already a jersey in the NHL with a B on it. One's enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, on a hat, I love it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting if they, if they if this is like an early, um, you know, push out of some kind of uh, alternative logo they're going to use for marketing purposes or something. So I'm I'm quite curious if they use it for anything else. It could be a yeah. marketing test just to see if if the hat sells and if it does, then maybe that's something they play with in the future. Maybe. That's a I, thing. I like it. It's a comfy hat, too. <laughs> Would so. you buy a Blues jersey if it had just diagonal script Blues? I have to see it. Um, like Rangers or Bolts. Not Bolts, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Bolts. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd see it. I mean, Rangers, it, Penguins. Color matters. My first reaction. Matters, stripes matter. Um, my first reaction would be no. But again, like Kurt said, I mean... There's been some cool – the Rangers ones are great, but I think that's also because there's some history behind that Rangers look too. Right. I think it works for them for whatever reason. I'm used to it maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, as far as logos and the Rangers go, I love the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. Uh, image on the chest. That's a, the crest. That's a, that's a fantastic one. Big fan of that one. Uh, so last week's show, we talked about how the Blues laid an egg versus New Jersey, but then came back, came roaring back with a nice five to one win versus Chicago, another nice five to two win versus Ottawa. Uh, this show, we're talking about how the Blues laid an egg versus Montreal, but then uh, came roaring back with a nice five to three win versus Toronto and another win versus Philadelphia. So it's kind of like uh, they're establishing a pattern of sorts the past couple weeks. Um, but yeah, this game in Montreal, uh, Huso was in net for the Blues, uh, played very well as usual and as expected. Uh, Blues were coming off a couple of nice wins, and Montreal was in the midst of a ten-game losing streak. Uh, this uh, this game this game was was boring as hell. I, I thought this game was terrible for the Blues. Uh, uh, I fell asleep in the second period. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I actually did. Yeah, I I like I was laughing at the people at intermission are posting pictures of like me during this game and it was just like you yeah. know like yeah. uh you know just right. like a stone face like what the hell's happening and i'm like oh man how can you know it's still hockey how can and yeah by the by the three minute mark i was passed out it was it, i the blues looked just disinterested in this game yeah. um going that they're going through the motions against a bad team and playing down to the other team's level like you know you, you see teams do all the time uh and how and the Blues did 
have a two to one lead uh, on goals by Thomas and, and Bushnevich, but uh, and Bushnevich's goal coming with uh, a minute nineteen left in the game, but uh, painfully allowed a goal by uh, Cole Caulfield with only ten seconds to go, and then Caulfield scored again in overtime to uh, hand the Blues a three two loss as Montreal broke their ten game losing streak. Blues route shot thirty to twenty seven, lost the faceoff battle fifty four percent to forty six, overthrew in the power play, just looked disinterested. Uh, almost the entire yeah, game. Just not a, and you know, I know that the, the we always make fun of the mantra of you know, oh, you got to play a full sixty, but um, I mean, they came into this game, and and I don't want to mm-hmm. speak for the team because I don't know, but I feel like they came into this game saying, you know, hey guys, this team's won eight games, you know, let's gear up for Toronto on Saturday. You know, not saying that was at the front of their minds, but I think in the back of their minds, they're thinking. Let's get through this game. We got a big one on Saturday coming, you know, hockey night in Canada. We'll see, you know, and uh, they just let this one slip through their fingers. It was just, I mean, it's a shame because that goal by Buchnevich to put him up by, oh, by a That's goal nice. late. That was a fucking sick goal. Yeah. That was a booming shot. Great pass. Great setup. Great one timer. I mean, it's just, but now it's one of those things that gets buried because it's like, oh yeah, well, they ended up losing that game. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, you're you guys are right. That the entire game was uninspired. Right, second game in an empty barn in Canada. You know, there's no energy whatsoever. It just it's dreary. It's it's drab. No life. You know, and then you think that Bushnevich goal at the end is is all the life you need to pull it out. Um, but, Minute nineteen to go. You, know, you think so, right? Right. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, though. Cole Caulfield under Martin San Louis has figured a few things out. And this, I think this was the beginning of it, right? Get open, get yourself open. And he did a great job doing that on the tying goal. And then, or, you know, I, uh, yeah, say, or, or, or just be out there, or, with, be out there with Thomas and have Thomas just leave you as a defender, and leave you yeah. wide open. And Thomas just floats to the middle for no reason. And, and I'm like, he's on he's Coalfield. He's got to work on his defensive game. He's on Coalfield on the near boards, and they both come out of the corner, and Thomas just goes to the middle of the ice, and Coalfield yeah. stays there. I was like, Dave, what the we fuck? talked about this a couple weeks ago. They need to they need to cut his defensive responsibility in some way because it's it's been bad, and it's a learning situation for him where he needs to pick his game up because, yeah, that was that was bad. But, yeah, I uh, Caulfield, um, yeah, for him, I mean – I love that kid. I, I loved his run last year. Um, and let's face it, you know, yeah, the, at this time, the, the Canadians only had eight wins, but they got some guys on that team, and Bill can vouch for this. They can pass the puck. So if Cole, Caulfield can get open, I mean, look out. That's that's a sniper right there. So he's he's figuring it out now. And uh, like you said, Bill, under Martin Saint-Louis, He's looking like quite the uh, the little NHL stud. So, uh, yeah, bad right. by the Blues to let him come alive there at the end of that game. Yeah, I mean, both he and Suzuki have, have found new life under San Luis. I mean, the game tonight, you know, 4 nothing on Buffalo. Um, Suzuki with a penalty shot goal. Caulfield with a late, uh, again, gets open for, for a nice, you know, uh, side slot shot. Beautiful. Um, but... Yeah, unfortunately, it was against against the Blues. You know, a game that everybody, including the Blues, believed there was no way they could lose. And they shouldn't so, have. If they got a point. 
Got they a point. They got a point, and they shouldn't have lost but this game. But it felt like a lot. Even though they played disinterested and they didn't play a good game at all. They, then they still had a 2-1 to one lead with a minute 19 to go, and they yeah, they just did the they, they seem to just well, give before, up. They're like, oh, the game's over. We're about to talk about some of the reactions that, that people had. and But I'll say, going into that conversation, I mean, it was a game where it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Jesus Christ, you got to win this game. You know, not only is Montreal, uh, you know, lifeless at this point, um, it, you didn't play well. You know, it wasn't like... Montreal just picked their game up and and I mean I think at the end of the game they did but all game long I think they had plenty of opportunity to get a big lead and they just they weren't they weren't shooting they weren't taking advantage of their opportunities they weren't uh their their neutral zone play was just poor um just so many chances I think to to not have this happen so I I will say, prefacing any kind of reaction talk we have here, to a certain extent, I understood the anger, but it was just, uh, oh, I, you know, what oh, the hell, guys? Come on. Well, the <laughs> the anger is is fine. I mean, being yeah. being angry after a piss poor effort, um, uh, or uh, and losing against a team that you really should have beaten, no problem. Uh, yeah, that's justified. I mean, you 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 want your team to show up, right? But but I think. You, you can be angry in the moment, but then after the fact, you got to take a deep breath, step back and say, okay, shit happens. It happens. You know, you don't like it at the time, but you got to realize this kind of stuff happens. It's not, uh, it's not the end of the world. Great teams lose to good teams fairly often. I mean, it's not a rare thing. It happens, you know, that so Washington Capitals team that, uh, the worst record ever. Uh, was it? They had what ten wins that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they still won ten games. You know, like there's never been a team, and there will never be a team that goes zero and eighty two in an NHL season. They're still going to get wins. I mean, Tampa Bay got swept by Columbus in the playoffs uh, a few years back. So I mean, it's just stuff happens, you know. And people were acting like this game was a game five stinker that put us down three games to two in the playoffs against a team that we should be handling. You know what I mean? They were, I mean, people were freaking out. They were, I mean, jumping off the proverbial bridge of, you know, the poplar It's just, and lots of comments on social media. I got some of them here. You know, the blues just can't get it done this season. That's obvious. Uh, another one, this team might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> This St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues are not a serious cup contender. This is all after the Montreal game, right? <clears throat> they can't hang with Colorado, Minnesota, or Nashville. We need to be sellers. Oh, that's of the all three teams. That's three teams they've beaten this yeah, season, by right. the way. Yeah, add <laughs> Toronto to that list too now, right? Yeah. Uh, we need to be sellers of the deadline. Uh, if they play like this in the playoffs, we're not going anywhere. And I, that well, one, no shit. That one bugged me, right? Yeah. People say that. Right. Oh, I'm like. If you take any team's worst game or a really bad effort during the regular season, um, of course they're not going to win the playoffs if they play that way. You're not going to beat anybody if you play that way. That's the, that's Colorado the, got that's so barnstormed for like eight or nine goals earlier this season. You think Colorado, I mean, and yes, they probably were is the answer, but you think Colorado fans are, are at the time are sitting there looking like, well, if they play like this, they're not going to win a game in the playoffs. No fucking shit. They just gave up eight goals. 
they were and even you know fellow blues podcasters um friends of ours that you know seemingly they, they seem to like jump and ship i'm like what's going on you know uh yelling into the microphones during the entire show and acting like this game defined who this blues team really is for some weird reason um why would you i don't understand that i mean i know the team has been inconsistent at times this season okay i and they have a, they have a weakness on defense needs to be addressed everyone knows this but to to take this game and the game from New Jersey, a few games of four, which people are lumping them together, you know, oh, it's not just this game; it's one against New Jersey, too. New Jersey too. Okay, fine, they played bad against, against the Devils too. But why would you take a really really <clears throat> small sample size from a much larger season so far and say, no, this is who the team really is on their the two pretty bad games, uh, but it's not who they are otherwise, right? It's not their say- vast body of work otherwise this season it's weird it's weird after the after the new jersey game i did and i think i even did tweet it and said um you know i i at what point do you stop throwing away games because we said that about the calgary game the seven nothing game the winnipeg game before the break and then they came out of break they lost to new jersey pretty poorly and i did ask that question you know what at what point do we say okay we can't just throw games out of, out anymore and say burn the tape. Eventually, you have to say we have to address the issues we're having in these bad games. But having said that, again, 82-game season, you're going to have bad games. And you look at the New Jersey game, that was right after a break. I'm not trying to give them any kind of leeway at all. They should have come out with more fire. But that was right after a very long extended break. And, you know, they got a goalie in whose confidence is as low as it could be. So, and then, yeah, going into this game, this is one, okay, holy shit, they should have beat Montreal. But at the same time, as much as I I, I hate to to use this because we always bitch about it, they did still get a point against an Eastern yes. Conference team. Yes. They didn't just like it was and it wasn't even like they're playing Dallas and gave up a point to Dallas. They played a team in the Eastern Conference. You give up a point to them, who the fuck cares? A you know, team that like, is Yeah, you want no possible way of making the playoffs. Right. You know, and it Eastern Conference has no bearing on mm-hmm. our outcome. It's funny. You, I some comments. This is the worst game I've ever seen the Blues play. I mean, have you been watching That's the team true. for one season? I mean, <laughs> they've played far worse games than this in past seasons. I mean, how about that Calgary game two Jesus. weeks ago? Yeah. Or or how about half the games from two thousand and was it six? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So I mean, well, uh, I I actually like what Adam Gold said in our Facebook chat. He said, uh, "Which surprise, surprise, Adam Gold's a very intelligent man." Don't let that go to your head, Adam. Uh, the 2018-19 Blues were not a bad team, even though worst in the league. If you look back, they lost to bad teams and beat good teams before January. So, not saying Montreal. He's not saying Montreal's going to go on some crazy Blues run, but he's saying that at the time when the Blues were beating good teams, those teams' fans were saying, "What the hell? You just lost to the last place team." But there's still skill on these rosters. You know, again, Cole Caulfield having a starting to break out now. Nick Suzuki. We saw this team in the Stanley Cup final last year. Like, there's still skill on that roster. It's just it hasn't all come together all season for them. So to to yeah, say this is the worst game that they've ever played because they should have beat Montreal. That's 
stupid. That's I'm sorry. That's they got a fun. point. It, it can't be the worst game ever played if you had a point. I, I don't care who you're yeah. playing or how you played. You get a point. It's not the worst game ever played. This team has lost, you know, in seasons past, long time ago. They've had some bad games and some bad teams. Uh, so I mean, I I, lit, I literally told on Twitter one of the other uh, podcasting show, the Blues podcast shows. You know, they said we're going to go off the rails on our show. We're unbelievably pissed, and and I'm like, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. You're gonna, I, 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 calm down. It's a, it's a game in February, <laughs> on the yeah. road, and we got a point. Um, in an empty arena. In an empty arena, losses like this happen. Ebbs and flows of a season. Good teams are going to lose to bad teams sometimes. Um, they played shitty. No one's denying that. It was a terrible game. For them but you know it happens that's sports that any given sunday right and, I mean, it and happens. that's what that's what i said at the time when when they lost i even looked at my wife and i said this is the beauty of sports this is why we play the games we don't just look at the stats and say you know oh well the blues should win this one i'm not even gonna watch you know that's why they play them because things like this are going to happen then and again not comparing this game to 1980 but the 1980 u.s olympic team that team had no business beating Russia. And guess what they did? So that's the beauty of watching these games, seeing these things unfold. When I told them that, I got, I kind of got blown off. I think they said, uh, you know, this is something like, uh, I always support this team. It's okay to tell like it is for once or something like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. <laughs> it's just going to come back to bite you in the ass. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it is. And, yeah. it, and look what happened. It did. Right. Yeah, and Montreal. Not the, only the we'll we'll talk about the upcoming Blues games, but Montreal is now on a what four game winning streak. Yep, and they, they beat the Isles, they beat Toronto, and they beat Buffalo tonight. Here, here's the thing yeah. too: is that all these people who were jumping off the bridge saying how the Blues aren't very good in the end. You know, they're playing inconsistent, terrible. They can't hang with the best teams. Um, they're you know okay, here through fifty games this season, the Blues rank. Third in the West in goals per game, second in the West in goals against per game. That's a telling. Second best team in goals against per game, with the goaltending stuff we had going on this season so far. Is I mean, you, you, nobody people wouldn't have guessed that, right? Third in the West in goal differential, third in the West in penalty kill, first in the West in power play, and they have a goalie in Huso who is on a roll putting up the best goals against average of 1.97 and the second best save percentage at 9.36 in the entire NHL. I mean, that 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 doesn't sound like to me a team that is not going to make the playoffs or is in bad shape. You know what I mean? Uh, people uh, people need to be reminded of the uh, of of what this team actually is and they're a really good team. Are they the best team in the NHL? No. Um, can they beat the best in the NHL? Yes. Do I like their chances in the playoffs uh, against the best? If they make a move on defense, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah. No, my, my advice uh, to, to those, uh, to other, other, um, you know, well, 
to that podcast specifically is is get you guys a private Slack chat where you can check yourselves. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it's, that too. We, we we have we have a therapy session in our <laughs> private Slack chat. Yeah, we and, uh, we we keep the we keep the stuff that uh, you know usually that would you know put us off the rails off of social media. So, um, you know, yep. it's, it's, it's great. You know, we, we all have those reactions, right? Sitting around, you know, like that was the one thing I was looking forward to that day was you know, blues Canadians game. And man, the blues really, you know, should win this game. And it was just such an uninspiring hockey. Mm -hmm. it, it was frustrating, Yeah, but you know, to, to rant and, and rave and, and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Rant and rave in the moment. I was pissed. Right? right. Oh, yeah. Right. Rant and rave in the right. moment. Don't, this, th don't save it up for, for yeah. broadcasting. Talk about this game in the moment and say how shitty they're playing in the moment in this game. Yeah, but don't – I mean, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Do what, do what you want, right? I mean, but I'll, I'll give you recommendations and suggestions. You know, don't don't take a, a, a extremely small sample size and try and apply it to the entire season as a whole. That's it's gonna yeah. it's not gonna work out for you most of the time. So I, that's that's just my right. my my advice to you. Right. But. I mean, it's it's right, and it's it's one thing to you know to to want to you know to hold a team to account, right? When when they are really truly playing shit hockey, and they've had a couple of you know a couple of blips on the radar, but it's not shit hockey through and through. I mean, look no. at the next night. Segway opportunity. Look at the the next game <laughs> exactly. against Toronto. <laughs> I, I, when I, I was at my parents' house for the game against Toronto. Uh, it was my niece's birthday party. And so I had the game on in the background. Uh, I was kind of trying to watch it as much as I could, right? But, you know, you, you watch the game at a party. You can't really follow it as detailed right. as you can at home. But, uh, you know, I, I watched them go up 2 nothing. I'm just kind of laughing, you know, and they're playing well. And then it's 3-3 three, three in the third. I'm like, they're playing a good game, right? And they, they kind of take it over, which we'll talk about in a minute here, but it's, it made me laugh um, right. at the final score of that game. I was like, ah, oh, see all these people that just were, were doom and gloom and all this junk. I'm like the very next game. Uh, see, I told you so. I literally told you so. Um, comments, comments. I, unless Bill, you have something to retort nope. to, to Kurt. Some comments in the chat here. Uh, Ken Morris said it was a sad turn of events. Oh, he's talking about... <laughs> Austin Lynch making an attempt to have comment of the show, but uh, I'm not going to accept it, you, Austin. You don't get it. Uh, he says, uh, Hala uh, took the Ola. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, wow. I studied English. It's uh, excuse not me. English. Let, me, let me start over. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff. <laughs> this... um... <laughs> it's probably because it's not English. That's <laughs> that's true. That's what it is. I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't study Spanish. <laughs> Hola. Uh, I told. I took the money line on Ukraine winning this. I put five hundred dollars down. Hope for the best. Not funny, Austin. <laughs> Dick. Uh, and Define winning. Morris, this sad turn of events for sure. Uh, but Ken Morris. I'm going to give Ken Morris our comment of the show. He says, when the Blues lost to Montreal, there was no bridge nearby, so I jumped off the front step and slipped on some ice. I bruised my shin. So there you go. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that, Ken. Hope your shin feels better. But you yeah. got free health care, so it's all good, right? 
Yeah. That's true. Do whatever the hell you want. Go do the polar plunge every day. Who cares? <laughs> so That's a nice uh, pull by Clayton Keller. Oh, I yeah. Nice. Yeah, I missed the goal. I see the aftermath. Um, yeah, it's nice play. Oh, St. Louis. Oh, no, not St. Louis boy. Oh, Swansea, Swansea, Illinois boy. Yeah. Swansea, Illinois boy. Swansea, Illinois. Give credit to the, the east, east side. Yeah. He's from the east side. Uh, impressive uh, six to three win, uh, which we just mentioned. Uh, oh, he's, he, I love it. You know, I'm watching Keller's goal. He uh, choked up on his stick, uh, had this top hand down a little bit to get better leverage on that shot. That's love it. Uh, anyway, that's uh, a goal scorer's goal. That's good. That yeah, that's good hockey sense. That's goal when you're goal. like, yep. Because I, it's funny because like I've tried to do that myself, but it's like the minute the puck comes oh. to me, oh. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. But then I look and the puck's like already in the corner, and I'm like, oh, I missed it already. Like <laughs> these Ooh. guys are just so damn quick. It's crazy. Uh, and it's tied. Yeah, tie game. Uh, Kings yep, tie and game. Uh, Kings and Coyotes. Uh, six to three win for the Blues against Toronto. Uh, a nice bounce back win. Polar opposite game that they had against uh, Montreal. Tarasenko didn't play in this game uh, due to a minor injury. The Blues go into and uh, speculation went ahead and went rampant on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, he's traded. That's what I don't oh. want to say rampant. Yeah, there was a couple people who were saying, "Oh, that means there might be a trade coming," and I'm like. No, he is For, not getting moved. He's not getting no moved way. this season. No way, not this season. Not a chance. Unless they literally tank until the trade deadline, there is not going to be a move for Tarasenko. No. <clears throat> uh, and I, I, or, or they get completely blown away with some kind of ridiculous offer, which is not going to happen. So, yeah. Um, not not that this is, yeah, not that this has anything to do with Tarasenko, but did you see Strickland's tweet earlier tonight? Nashville uh, shopping Forsberg. Oh, I saw that. That's interesting. That's kind of why is that? That would be, yeah. That's very interesting. We'll, hmm. we'll 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 ask Jeff to text Andy, you know, during the next commercial break and see yeah. if we can get the insider. So what's what's going insider on? Insider three R's. <laughs> insider. I info. Uh, I try my best to only text him about very important stuff. So if you guys consider that very important, I'll uh I'll shoot one over. No, I don't. Uh... I mean, I'm interested. Don't get me wrong, but um, the Blues uh, go into Toronto and uh, beat the uh, mighty Maple Leafs, and, and you know, and, and like I said, we said just like that, all the bullshit overreactions and awful takes after the Montreal game were just revealed as just, and they just kind of go away, <laughs> right? They just went away, revealed what they are. Uh, Huso is back in net, rightfully so. Um, and uh, if you know the Blues, you I mean you had to expect this kind of a game from them. They were they were going to be mm -hmm. pissed at the effort they had in Montreal and they were going to rise to the occasion and give Toronto a good game. And uh, they did. Um and played more to how they're capable of playing. But less than 3 minutes in, Bushnevich scores on a textbook pass off pad from Cairo off the rush, great quick shot by Bushnevich to uh to bury it one nothing blues. Um, See, I, something that I feel like doesn't get a lot of play, and it's because Buchnevich seems like he fits in anywhere in this lineup. I feel like him and Kairu read each other very well. Like it, Kai, like he can tell by Kairu's language he's going to throw it at the net, he, and then he can, and then vice versa. Like, you know, 
Kairou can read. Well, he's going to try and feed me a pass across the crease rather than throwing at the net. You know, like it, it just seems like in the offensive zone, those two are just so in sync and it's been fun to watch. I mean, basically two new, two blues newcomers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Kairou, yeah, last year, rookie season, but you know, seeing these two guys not on the cup team and then having the success they're having is uh, it's, it's just really fun to watch. Who did we trade to get him? I forget. I mean, I, I, social media never tells you this stuff. Uh, Bill Day. Samuel Blay. Samuel Blay. You say we well, don't have any more. He's gone. Huh? I didn't notice. He's, he's gone. Yeah. Um, I would, I wouldn't have known. I, no one ever says on social media that uh, we traded Samuel Blay for uh no, Samuel. Samuel Blay. Samuel. Sorry. Sam. Samuel. Sorry. Samuel. Yeah. Well, it's actually S A M Y U L E. Somebody Samuel. should remind the Twitter folks that uh, who we traded because people forget. Jump on there and tell them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you put a, a Rangers hashtag in there too, because right. mm. they're season. happy about it too. Or him? Yeah, play season. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so, uh, and midway through the first period, uh, Costin makes it two to nothing on a well-placed shot, kind of handcuffed Leaf Netminder Campbell a bit. Uh, I want to get your take on this bill since uh, I thought, you know, being a forward, I thought, okay, Costin has got a lane, you know, clear look of the net. They're not taking him so he can, he can kind of try and pick his spot. Uh, should Campbell have had this one? It was over the pad, under the blocker. Um, kind of a handcuffy area, right? Yeah, no, I mean, those are, those are the hardest places to make the save. Um, you know, I, I don't think he was that far off his angle, maybe slightly. Um, but it was a great shot by Costin. You know, the kid's got skill. Um, but yeah, any, anytime a shooter can put it at that, that two and a half to three foot height off the ice. It's tough stuff. I should say two to three feet. That makes it very difficult for the goalie. Not to completely derail the talk about this game, but you know, Bill just mentioned, you know, Costin's got skill. Clearly NHL scouts see that. Um, if let's just say, the uh the blues have a chance to go out and get a let's just say a Ben Chariot, uh, you know, whoever it is on defense, Mark Giordano. And uh you have to move Clem Costin in that deal. Do you do it? Are we is it a rental? Or is or is it rental? We... Rental? I might. Yeah, I mean, I think I like Costin. I think he's fit in very nicely. Okay. But uh, he's not irreplaceable. He, I mean, yeah, he's a I agree. He's, a, he's a bottom six guy, right? So I mean, he... I think I think he's great, and I think he's a guy that could can potentially fill in on your top six. But Maybe. in terms of making a cup run and getting the last piece that I think this team needs, oh, I mean, I'm okay moving him. You've got it. I mean, you've got to give to get, and he's not any kind of remarkable talent that you can't afford to lose. I mean, he's a replaceable guy, but. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm happy for Costin actually because I know how bad he wanted to play in the NHL, right, for a while, and he was disappointed he, he didn't make the team uh, last season. But it was, it, I, I mean, to see him get as much playing time as he has this season has kind of surprised me. I didn't think he was going to be consistently in the lineup like he is. You know, uh, Neil's long gone, so uh, that was uh, one one less person for him to fight for ice time with. So uh, yeah, I I uh, neighbors too. Neighbors too, yeah. 
So, I mean, it, uh, I, I'm happy for him and he's played well. I mean, he's been consistent. I think he's uh, been responsible uh, in our own zone for the most part. Um, and he's chipped in a little bit offensively. I'd like to see his offensive game get a little more uh, productive, but uh, you know, that's kind of the thing that comes with time with youngins like him, bottom six guys, like a, like a Barbashev type player, his offensive stuff uh, came a few years later. So, yeah, I mean, if he can get his, if he, if he could get his defensive game as strong as Barbashev's was, mm-hmm. he's got a much higher offensive upside. You know, and yeah. I I think long term you don't want him slotting in your fourth line. Like you know, goal for him if he's not traded uh, to to bring in a defenseman. Uh, gotta gotta at least have him on your third pair next year, or your your third grouping third pair i think so too yeah it's not a defense he's all right nobody heard it nobody he's got he's got some skill he's got some speed i think he's more of a third line guy than a fourth line necessarily so and you guys you guys mentioned uh the buchnevich trade for uh sam ewell blay that's right Um, i keep forgetting remember remember that uh uh the blues according to a former blues podcast made a terrible trade in getting Oscar Sundquist and Clem Costin for Ryan Reeves. Awful Who said that? Trade. Who said that? What podcast? Oh, that? come on. The wonderful and mighty intelligent Darren Kimball said Oh, this. did he really? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, we talked about this on the show. Well, like, wait, that was about times. 200 shows ago. <laughs> I don't know. It was a while ago. <laughs> um, Kurt's. Kurt's been doing too much keyboard warrioring well, in between. Yeah, to, it, it doesn't surprise me. Keyboard warrior. It doesn't surprise me. You need I, to have that ready on drop at all times, Kurt. I should. We don't. We don't. We don't do the drops uh, on the show like we used to. The patch in is 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 different. I should have my phone a panel ready to go. I really should. You should. Up. I got too much stuff going on as it is. I'm running ads and promos and got the outline and. And I actually forgot to do the local backup. Wearing recording. a hat so, with a B on it. So hopefully, uh, yeah, wearing a hat with a B on it. Hopefully YouTube and Facebook don't uh, shit the bed as far as uh, recording the show. Um, but yeah, so after Costin scores in this game, we're up to nothing. Toronto comes back with two goals by William Nylander to tie it up, uh, you know, one late in the first period, about five minutes to go, and then another early in the second, about five minutes in. Uh, similar looking goals. Uh, just straight shots uh, off the wing, far post both times. Uh, first was uh, blocker side on Huso, and the second was glove. So, uh, but the Blues ended up scoring four in the next five in this game to kind of put it away. Uh, Shen scored 29 seconds after uh, uh, Nylander. Uh, great second effort, falling down, uh, chipping in a rebound after some great work by Falk, uh, bringing the puck up the ice. Um, can't up, be understated how fucking hot Braden Shen is right now. Oh, he's been he's mm. been like he's one, been phenomenal. He's all been over the ice, all over the net. He's Ever since great. he came back from his injury, he's been uh, he's been pretty good. Yeah, maybe the Blues' best player. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Uh yeah, right there with Marco Scandella. <laughs> I'm saying that because Scandella hasn't played, so right. he's been great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Addition by subtraction. <laughs> He's played his role well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, there's a Louis Erickson sighting. I was just gonna say, did we just time warp oh. back to 2007 because Louis Erickson just scored? 
Yeah. A little, uh, oh, a quick, no, quick score on himself. No, it's, uh, That's it's Pete, uh, uh, Peterson. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Peterson. Yeah. Cal Peterson. Uh, he's Mike Yo's killer. He, uh, Cal Peterson blocked that shot with blocked that pass with a stick and it went up and over him. I, th- I don't think it was touched by the Coyote player in front. Mike Yo's killer. That's true. That's, <laughs> that's great. Um, TJ Brody scored for Toronto with uh, 216 left in the second. So it was tied 3 3 going into the third. But uh, the Blues scored three in the third. Uh, goals from Saad, O'Reilly, and Bushnevich. Uh, great uh, passing play on Saad's goal. Very pretty. Pareko through traffic to Peron, then across the slot, through legs to Saad, who uh, put it into an open side. And I, and, and, and for Saad's 200th career goal, Kudos to Campbell for damn near stopping this shot. They'll spin around, yeah. f- uh, swinging a stick around, and it, he got a yep. nice chunk of it, but it uh, it still went up and in the net. That would have been a candidate for save of the year. Yeah, if he if he would have gotten yep. a bigger chunk of that puck. That's yeah, that's what I said on Twitter. I was like, that would have been surely that have been a fantastic save. Yeah. Um, O'Reilly then uh, scores, uh, tips a point shot by uh, the shot by Meekler from the point, uh, tips it by. Um, and the, 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 this, this goal was eh, a little like game seven, right? I mean, yeah, uh, that's, that's yeah. exactly what I said to Julie. Yeah. That, that was Bo Meester winding up from the point and O'Reilly tipping it between mm-hmm. Rast's legs. Yeah. He was, it was, yeah. O'Reilly's exactly out high. Like that. Yeah. I, high, high, I high said tip. the yeah. same. I said the same thing to Julie when I rolled over later that night. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> This is Sorry, this is man. this is why we're secretly working to get you off the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not that secret, man. I know. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bushnevich gets the internet goal, uh, own zone faceoff win right down the ice with Thomas on a two on one with three seventeen to go, and, and ice is the game. Uh, didn't take long at all for this uh, to go. Nice to see the Blues get the internet goal. Uh, times in the past where the Blues just could not score <laughs> on empty net goal. Uh, good to just get yeah. out of the way, over with. Yeah. Suddenly, the bitching about the Montreal game has been silenced. So after this game was so funny, uh, only two power and plays. That's, in this... Yeah, that's what I said actually right after the Montreal game too. Is I said, just look, they're gonna fucking come out and they're gonna. Well, I said barnstorm Toronto, which they didn't. They they you know good game, but. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter that they lost to Montreal because I, no, I said, and I said this on Twitter. I think I might have even said this on the show that you have to get two out of three wins, right? Uh, there's eight games this season, so two out of three wins on average throughout February, and I think you're golden. And so the fact they still got a point out of Montreal, then they win in Toronto, plus they'd beaten Ottawa. Now you're going into Philly, who's not playing well. It was like, guys, again, after the Montreal game, don't read too much into this. You're not going to win all eight games unless you're just on a tear. Wait, if they play like this in the playoffs, they're going to win the cup. Oh, yeah, that's a good (laughs) point. (laughs) So if you, why can't you use that rationale after this game that people did after the Montreal game by saying, if they play this in the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. Well, if they play like this in the playoffs, they're they're gonna go. Well, to the let's final. face it; it's it's also Toronto, so they beat Toronto, which means they get out of the first round. <laughs> yeah, right. Boom! Uh, Take you know that, Maple Leafs. You know what's funny? I don't 
really, I mean, okay, I look forward to the playoffs each year, and I want Toronto to get in so I can watch them lose in the first round or second round. I just, I just want to see it. <laughs> I, it it's comical to me. I, I don't really hate the, I'm, the Maple Leafs that much. I, I just like them, but I don't hate them with a passion like a lot of people do. I just think it's comical that to see them lose in the first, in the playoffs like they do, with with it's... as much effort and time and money as they drop uh on coaches and, and players and stuff i it's i'm gonna so guess bill has a different take than you oh I'm... no no <laughs> it's it, you know hey it it's it's predictable it's bankable it, you know it, it just they need they have not gotten a break when they've needed a break in the playoffs and it's the second you see a break go for them look out they're going to run the table but maybe they just can't get one. Well, I think, and you could argue that that's the way the blues were for a while. They just could not get the chips to fall in the same, <laughs> you, you couldn't get things to line up and you couldn't get the breaks uh, needed to that other teams got to advance. And, and, and the blues did in 19, they got the breaks. They got the, the, the 50, 50 bounces. So, I mean, if Toronto gets that, yeah, I agree with you, Bill. They have a very, very good team. So, um, who knows? But I, I but I think it's comical that the same thing happens to them all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, only two power plays in this game. Both teams went over for one. Thomas and Perron each had two assists. Bushnevich had two goals. Huso stopped 34-37. Uh, Toronto dominated the faceoff dot, 62% to 38, which I, this is a trend now. The Blues are sucking at the faceoff dot. And mm-hmm. I'm not. That is something that will rear its ugly head in the playoffs if yeah. it continues. The, oh, can you imagine losing uh, a couple of own zone faceoffs late in the game, trying to hold a lead or, uh, or in a tie game? Uh, you're mm-hmm. icing the puck and you just can't win a faceoff in your own zone. That, I mean, that's, that, that's going to be rough. They need to clean that up. Yep. Yeah, get yeah. Uh, get get. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Mike Eastwood. Get Mike yeah. Eastwood yeah. in as a faceoff specialist, well, but and, got... and get him to come in and work with the guys because they, yeah, they need to absolutely win some faceoffs. Well, guys like I mean, Bozak is a historically very good faceoff guy, um, and O'Reilly is too. But he, it's just not. But not he also sure. wasn't playing in all of these games, right? That they've been losing yes. faceoffs. Yeah. Right. Thomas has been taking a lot more. Yeah. You know, O'Reilly, um, I think, go back to the Ottawa game, and they were talking about how bad, uh, and it was Stutzla, was, uh, you know, it was like less than 20%. Um, and he won a draw against O'Reilly. And it's like since then, the the, the uh, faceoff percentage has just been shit. I don't know. Got to figure it out. I mean, figure it out. It's not, I mean, I. When I, when I played, I took a shit ton of faceoffs. I love taking faceoffs, and you know, in the leagues I played in, I was I was not too many horn. I was very good at faceoffs. I, I took pride in it. Um, and just one it of those things. It was a craft. It was a craft. It was a, it was a. I mean, it was a. It was an art. Yeah. Um, There's a reason why they they have a thing as faceoff specialists. Again, yeah. Mike Eastwood. That's right. exactly what he was. Yeah. It's Without like, his faceoff skills, he's probably not playing in the NHL as long no. as he did. God, he was slow. Um, but anyway, uh, hopefully they get that figured out. Uh, we'll talk you about know what? The- uh, just a just a quick little 
nugget of information. I can't remember who it was, but there was a coach once I remember talking that he loved when on, uh, and I, I don't know, it might've even been a minor league coach that uh, on uh, whenever they had a five on three, he always had the defenseman take the face off. And they asked him after the game, God, I'm about to look this up. Why do you have defensemen taking faceoffs? And he said, defensemen are great at faceoffs because they're used to tying up sticks. They're used to this. They're used to that. So, like, the better de- the better defensively that you are, the better you are at faceoffs. And I, I, that just stuck with me. I mean, I, that was huh. a very old quote that I remember reading when I was a kid still trying to make the NHL, which is a dream that died a long time ago. But, um <laughs> Yeah, it, that work and I remember thinking that. <laughs> no yeah, happens. right, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Now I have a, hey, I have an NHL podcast. That's close enough, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, dream, it's, it is interesting because when I do have to step up and take face-offs when I play, I'm actually pretty good at them. And I'm like, that's weird. I never, I've never practiced face-offs. I've never, but it's, it's the better, it, it really is. The better you are defensively, the better you are at faceoffs because you know how to you know how to read what a player is going to do and uh, so yeah I just think again we've talked about Robert Thomas needing help defensively that's part of it I think I'd like to see him work on his faceoffs a little bit and same thing with O'Reilly obviously he's in a little bit of a rut faceoff wise so hopefully these guys will pick it up by playoff time you know uh, I used to cheat on faceoffs once in a while uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt cheat? No, when, when I would spinning spinning your right skate in. No, with your no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't encroach that way. I, what I would do is, every once in a while, I'd, I'd try to win the face off forward if the defense was back a little bit, or if they were, or if they were spread out too far side to side, and I thought, you know, if I can, if I can bump it forward and and dart through the middle, I, I, and I've had this happen. I, I dart through the middle, breakaway. Um, happened before so i'll and i would i would i would hit the puck before it hit the ice it would come down oh, I, would, I would i would tap it out of midair over the over the uh the opponent's stick and then boom it's past him and i'm, I'm gone kids so, that is cheating yeah it was very cheating. Yeah, it has to hit the ice first but yep. uh, they, and it was never called on me i did that uh every so often and it, and it was never called they did i mean it's men's league so they don't care Oh, men's league. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because every now and then I will have a referee like like blow the play dead after a false face off. And everybody's like, come on, man, really? Like even the team that lost the face offs, like, really? Come on, man. We don't care. Just <laughs> let's just go. <laughs> uh next up we'll uh, talk about the um Bennington returning to net against Philadelphia and Mike Yo behind the bench to coach against the Blues, which was Weird. Um, after this word from Sunrise Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Sunrise Brewery. That's right. Center Icebury Beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. I don't know why, but the term beer store makes me laugh. <laughs> beer store. Yeah, it just does. That. 
By the yeah, way, do you say two four in two, that four. commercial? It's from I got I get it from Strange Brew. Two four Elsinore. See, I need to see that. I've never seen it, and you You've guys reference it Brew? all the time. Yeah, you guys talk about it all the time. He's never seen Strange I Brew. I need to Bill. see it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I know I'm a terrible. Oh my goodness! Uh, wish to be Jeff, Canadian. Jeff was asking about oh. the the two four reference in the, in the yeah i was gonna say i've never heard it called a two four before it's yeah. always two by four yeah we okay. uh bought this uh two four of elsnor from your uh, beer store <laughs> all right see, all right i'm gonna make see, it you gotta from the beer store <laughs> i'm going to make it a priority this weekend i am going to watch strange room it is a it's a campy um yeah, the era is made eighties, seventies, right? So yeah, uh, no, it was eighties. Yeah. It was early eighties. Early eighty-one. Yeah. yeah, I know 81. the movie. I just haven't seen it. My dad yeah. loved it. Yeah. I remember him talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> takeoff hoser. Brilliant. That's that's what that's where the takeoff hoser comes from. Takeoff hoser is in the in the intro. The uh, the yeah. our Canadian voiceover actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Takeoff hoser. So takeoff hoser. Yeah, that's from that. I, I do love Rick. I, I do Rick, love Rick Moranis, so I think yeah, I will enjoy I, it. I don't think I've seen the movie in probably uh, five, maybe ten years at this point. Yeah, it's been a while. But it's one of those that I could still quote pretty much most of it. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's all. Well, well, yeah. There you go, guys. Ken Morris is—he's uh, backing you up here. He says two four is a common lingo in Nova Scotia. I figured it was common Nova lingo. Scotia, the Let Great me say White North. Sorry, the Great White right. North. The and, Great White North. And the beer store is a real thing. <laughs> the beer store. Yeah. It just right. makes you me laugh. Cannot, the beer it, store. You you used to not be able to buy beer at a grocery store in Canada. You'd had to go to the beer store, or to the control board. That's that's how Texas, a lot of Texas counties are. When I lived down there, I was amazed that I went to a Kroger. I remember I felt like such an alcoholic. I like I walked around the store over and over and over. And finally, this guy, because I mean, I'm not kidding. I probably walked around six times. And finally, the, this guy stops and he goes, you uh, you need something, sir? You look a little lost. And I go, yeah, where's your alcohol section? He goes, oh, sir, you're in a dry county. And I'm like, a dry? Those still exist? Oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you have to go to a liquor store to uh, to get beer. And I'm like, what What backwards-ass town am I living in? Like, are you kidding there, me? There's a number of them. I, I mean, it's such a weird concept, Dry County, just to not sell alcohol. Um, is it mm -hmm. still the case where um, Jack Daniels is the distillery? In a Dry, dry county? county? It's a Dry County, yeah. Where they make it. Yep. Which is odd. That's very odd. You can make it there, but you can't sell it. Uh, you can profit off it. Sure. But you can't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm sure the tax revenue is profitable. Uh, Bennington returns to the uh, net versus Philadelphia. This was on Tuesday night. Martin A game Jones. I should have attended. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got screwed. So Thanks, Gary. Quick Quick, quick note on this game. I felt so bad for my in-laws, and they are just wonderful people. So quick backstory for anybody who uh, maybe didn't hear me talk about this before. For Christmas, this was a present we got from my in-laws. They were going to go with us. They were going to fly us out to Philly, and we were going to see a game. Well, this game was one of the ones that got rescheduled. It was supposed to be next Monday, the 28th, but they pushed it up to this Tuesday. 
my wife could not take off work today, so we couldn't go. We got refunded on the airline tickets, got refunded on the hotel, but could not get refunded on the game tickets. So uh, because the Flyers suck, we could not sell these tickets because you can't get a refund. Even if they reschedule, it's in the fine print for any ticket you buy. Keep that in mind. Even if they, re- even if they reschedule the game, you cannot get a refund. So we put them on StubHub hoping to make something back. Let's just put it like this. We had five tickets. We made back about the money for one ticket. Mm. We lost a lot of money in the deal. And I kept, I felt so bad because my mother-in-law put me in charge of it. And she, I must've told her a thousand times, I'm so sorry we didn't get enough money back. And she goes, it's okay. No big deal. It's okay. And like, you just won't get Christmas really, next year. <laughs> no, she really honestly did not care. And then I talked to my father-in-law, same thing. Oh, no big deal. I know the Flyers suck. No one wants to go see them play. And I'm like, how are you so nonchalant about this? If this were my money, I'd be flipping the fuck out. So, sucks. But keep that in mind for the future, anybody listening, that uh, no matter what happens, when you buy tickets to a game, if it gets rescheduled, you do not get refunded. You still are expected to go to that game. Seems wrong. It does. Uh, Ken Morris in YouTube chat says, in Nova Scotia, beer can only be bought at the NS liquor store uh, run by the government. Nova, Nova Scotia. What did I say? Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. NS. Right. Oh, okay. You said it right. Oh, okay, okay, you, sorry. You, you read verbatim. <laughs> sorry. Uh, by sorry. The <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the fine state of Maine where you can buy beer at the gas station. Yeah, you can, uh, you can do that here in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, you buy it. You might be able to buy it at the dollar store before too long. Uh, I think you can. Don't they have beer there? Oh, no, they don't. You I don't can, know. I don't you go buy there. At, Walgreens <laughs> has it now, too. Yeah, I, Walgreens definitely has it. I go to the dollar but, store for like uh, birthday cards and stuff. Yeah, I'll be damned if I'm paying $7 for a birthday card at Target. Screw that. Uh, it's a fucking I, birthday card. They read it and throw it away. Seven bucks. Boom. Six yeah, bucks. Fuck that. But I'm willing Fuck to pay that. that premium to not go to the dollar store. Fuck that. I've, I, I've, I've spent more money to get less. You've spent more money on cards to get less. It's, it's a, oh. it's a bad joke about hookers. You don't uh, need to. We don't need to revisit it. No, <laughs> no. <clears throat> on the on the uh, the beer store talk. When we used to go up and uh, visit Julie's family, um, when her family still resided in Canada, that, that used to be my favorite thing. Every time, oh, we gotta go to the beer store. Gotta go to the beer store. <laughs> and I have a couple of can koozies from the beer store. Nice. Um, Bill, and if, I, there if you wanted so... the hard stuff, you, you had to go to the liquor control board. So. Yeah, couldn't get them there at are, the same place. That was great. There are a lot of awesome things about Julie, but I will say my favorite thing about her is that she's Canadian. That makes oh, me yeah. love her <laughs> so much. <laughs> hey, me too. A good Canadian Wait. girl. <laughs> get yourself Wait, a good right. Canadian girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, it was the, the first thing I noticed about her was the accent. Hmm. Yep. Toronto area, right? Uh, London. London. From London, Ontario, home of right. the London Knights. Wait, that's in Britain. They do have a Thames River. Great Britain. Don't sell it short. Oh, sorry. 
poor queen has COVID. Did you hear that? I did. That sucks. She vaccinated? <clears throat> she damn well better be. You think that she would Boris be? Johnson's your prime I mean, she's, or you're she's what, vaccinated. 214. She better be vaccinated. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Who knows? Uh, Martin Jones was in goal for Philadelphia. Carter Hart was out with an eye infection, whatever that means. Which, Jones yeah, when I heard that, I was, yeah, was uh, that, was that not like, did you guys not do the same thing I did? They were like, oh, yeah, he's out with an eye infection. I go, mm. yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. it's all pussy. And it was, oh, I'm thinking yeah. pink eye, right? It's going to be pink eye. Right. It's exactly it. It's pink eye. He's got shit in his eye. Got bail, gave me pink right. eye. <laughs> you got shit in his eye. <laughs> exactly. You have to go to the South, the second South Park episode ever, right? Yep. Or yeah. it was, was it the second episode? It was. It was the first and, Halloween. No, episode. I think it was. Was it the first? I think it was the first episode. They brought me up on the ship. Mm. It's got bail, gave me pink eye. <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah, may be yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I just pro? referenced that last week because yeah, pro, it's right? it's yeah. the one, yeah. So the they. The zombies came about because they used Worcestershire sauce for embalming fluid. It clearly says in the bottle, don't use it as embalming fluid. Right, obviously. Surgeon General <laughs> warning, right. <laughs> the uh, Nova Scotia, the, the uh, Nova Scotia liquor, was it liquor board? The government board, what is it? The board? The beer board? What'd you call it? <laughs> LCBO. Well, LCBO. that was in Ontario. Liquor okay. Control Board of Ontario. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I, you know, first period of this game was rather meh. Um, although Shen scored to put the Blues up one nothing, Kyrou hits the post on a rush. Uh, Barbashev gets the rebound, and Jones makes a nice sprawling save with a stick. But Shen chips the rebound over Jones. Uh, Puck leaves the one in. Ref missed it. Uh, said no goal. Review showed obviously one in. So uh, did did you guys? And and I'm we're not just trying to be elitist here. I have to actually ask. Did did you guys see it? And go. I, oh, that's I, a goal! What the I thought, hell? I thought it was yeah. Yeah. easy. Easy. Yeah. 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 I mean, the and again, it's HD TV. I'm sure in standard definition, we wouldn't have seen it, but you clearly see the puck go in the net. And it was for me. I'm like, he's standing right behind the net. How did he not see that? I think he was more towards the corner. Maybe his angle was off. I don't know the way the way it hits the back. I bar. thought he was right behind the net. I don't think he was right. He behind was. The net. He wasn't behind. I thought he was off to the side. He was. Bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, I mean, I, again, hockey's a very fast sport. I'm not trying to chastise the referee, but I just saw that and I thought, if I can tell from where I'm sitting on my couch, he should be able to have seen that puck go in the net. It was just kind of crazy he didn't see it, but they got it right at the end of the day. That's all that matters. Uh, Ken Morris in the YouTube chat says, All in the Family. Oh, he deleted the last message. All in the Family had an episode where Archie mistakenly sent a shipment to London, uh, UK meant for london ontario uh archie complained who names the city after london Edith said new york did new york new york ha! Yeah. that's funny that's a good point <laughs> so I, you know and so one nothing uh after the first blues rather dominated the second period uh had the better of the play easily i thought no goals were scored um, so did this not feel reminiscent of the last time the blues were in philadelphia and that was kind of the theme of this game, With right? Bennington the, in that, uh, right? Yeah, he's returning the, the net. Yeah, the yeah. start of Bennington, because they won that one, what, one nothing. Um, was it one nothing? I think it was, he had the shutout, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a one nothing game. I'll, I'm, I'd have to check to make sure but I'm yeah. right. But it was a game where it was like, yep. 
you know, there's chances both ways. Both teams really not taking control, although I thought the Blues played a lot better than the Flyers did in this game. I did too. But it, it was um, it was a game that just kind of felt, you know, people talk about the trap game, that this is a game where you should win, you overplay them, and they're going to just score one squeaky goal that's going to, you know, lead them to victory. But I felt confident in this game. You know, I know that Bennington's had his his struggles and his issues. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just the fact of returning to Philadelphia uh, you know, seeing all the, you know, they, well, for example, by the way, what I loved seeing, uh, I don't know if you guys follow that, uh, is it Jack's NYB, the, the bar yeah. that, that, that they heard Gloria. So they were on Twitter and they posted like blues at flyers tonight. Like, come on out and celebrate with us. And like, I looked and like all the people responding saying they were going to be there. We're all posting like, I'll be there. Let's go blues. And I thought, so many Philadelphia fans have become Blues fans. Mm-hmm. I think that's so awesome. Just it's don't so sell much a, fun to watch. Just don't sell a Play Gloria shirt. They'll sue you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> was it uh, STL Authentics? No, it was. Uh, I thought it was. Was it not Center Ice? No, 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 no. Center Ice. They were friends. They with collaborated with them. Yeah. yeah, they sued one of the big T-shirt manufacturers. Uh, the like the sporty t-shirt uh, hip uh places uh and they they sued them for Hot topic. It, no that no, was a st louis no base. it was it might have been stl authentics i can't might remember have there was it was definitely a city or a uh company out here yeah they, they're the ones that also like invited um dave portnoy from barstool there and they like drew it all over him when he came there it was a it was sickening um but yeah so anyway, they got sued. Anyway, by the so bar. this this was this was a, a f- kind of just a fun, almost nostalgic game, and so you but but you did feel like okay, the Blues they've got to break through at some point, right? Like they they're controlling the play. They've had some great offensive zone pressure. Um, I thought the line changes in the second period were great in the sense of um, they weren't getting stuck out there at all. There was no sustained pressure by Philadelphia. Too bad. And you just kept thinking they're gonna they're gonna break through right eventually, and well, I don't know if I'm segueing or not, but uh, they did. Yeah, well, and the Flyers in the third period kind of I thought they took it to the Blues. They they pressured the Blues uh, from the get go in the third, um, and eight oh nine into the third, the Husa lost a shutout as Oscar Lindblom Lindblom. Got his eighth of the season. Uh, careless turnover in the offensive zone, and uh, Philly darted back the other way. Yeah, Kyra. Yeah. Uh, the the Flyers didn't get a shot away on the rush in the blue zone, but they curled back to the point, and Lindbaum let up a shot go that uh, had eyes, as they say, right? Uh, Must have went through three right. players uh, under an arm, uh, uh, and uh, and they were all screening who, so he didn't see it and beat him upper upper glove. Bennington. I'm sorry, Bennington. Yeah, never saw it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it was it was reminiscent of uh, that early stretch in the season where uh, teams would would pick him from that spot, right? It uh, happened in the the Hurricanes game. Um, you know, get the puck down low, chip it back to the point, and you know, put some traffic in front from that angle shot coming from the point and goes in. Um, you know, he. I think they said it was Bortuzzo and Shen. Uh, cut 
you know, cut off his, uh, his clear vision on the shot. So, um, Pang made the statement, never had a chance, which I hate that. I do too. I hate that, especially coming from a goalie. Yeah. Um, saying the goalie never had a chance when, you know, that there was a chance he could stop that. It's always throw, a chance. Throw the glove at the right second. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I got, I, I got a little uneasy when I saw that go in. Like the boys need yeah. to respond. Yeah. The boys need yeah. to respond. Yeah. Quick. And, and this was, this was a goal that like, you know, it's been, it, there really wasn't, I mean, it, in terms of being able to see the puck and be able to actually make the save and know he's made the save, uh, there wasn't a chance for Bennington here. So to see the puck go through the bodies it did, it was just one of those kind of, oh, God damn it, you got to be kidding me. You know, like right. the Blues have played so well. They played great defensively. Just one of those shots that just goes through. You hope it's going to hit one of your defensemen. You hope maybe it hits your goalie somehow and deflects wide. Uh, yeah, that's hockey. But, yeah, and that's, that's what happened. And all kind the of time. saw it, kind of saw it coming because the third period Philly had played well and they were coming to the Blues. So they were. They well, were... it's it's one of those things that, and I'm not trying to compare the teams, but I'm saying uh, there was a game. I remember. I think it's the biggest margin of victory ever. It was like 32 to one, you know, in in hockey history. And it's like, how did that team get the one? You know, like, and it's, it's because it's hockey every now and then you'll just have a puck go through bodies and the goalie doesn't see it. It just makes it way through. And and that's, that's what happened here. That goal uh, by Philly seemed to spark the blues because they, they looked different uh, right off the face off. Uh, they attacked the zone uh, 42 seconds later, a goal by Tarasenko. Nice look by Thomas from behind the net. Uh, to a Tarasenko, to a sliding Tarasenko, who uh, who put it low by Jones, and just like that, got the lead right back. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's almost like the Blues were like, okay, you know, we'll just hold on for the win. They're coming at us, whatever, we'll win. And then they tied it, and the Blues were like, well, nope, or uh, we need to play again. It, it was frustrating for yeah. me because like they scored that goal, and I and because there were so many plays. I remember there was a, I think it was a three on one. With I think it was uh oh god was it Tarasenko Cairo and Thomas, where Thomas makes the extra pass and and it just it just doesn't work and it's like if he just would have one time the puck off the pass from Cairo whoever it was maybe it goes in maybe you get a rebound and somebody's there to pot in the rebound and there's just so many chances the Blues had where they just it felt like they were overpassing and so then. They score this goal, and it's like, oh, so it's almost like if the Blues actually shot the damn puck, they could just dominate this game. So it was it was frustrating, but at the same time, it was nice to see that the Blues responded so quickly. They they got the ozone pressure, and they just pushed and pushed and pushed, and then there's your sniper right there to to bury a one timer. Early in this, go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say on that play, one thing I didn't think get, got pointed out enough is the amazing pass that Miko Mikola made on that play. Just oh, behind, behind, behind the, the back. back, between the legs, off on the, the boards. On the near board corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just absolutely brilliant play. I mean, it, he's 
he's supposed to be a defensive defenseman and he's down in the corner making that skill play mm. thought it was brilliant i think uh early in this earlier in this game uh pang started to harp on the blues for overpassing and mm. and making you know one too many passes and as the game went along yeah they were but the very first time he said it in this game they made an extra pass but it was the right play they had a mm-hmm. great scoring opportunity but the but the the shot was flubbed. It was a it was a it was a perfect setup. Great bang 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 went and a a good scoring opportunity was passed up for a better one that should have been a goal. But the pass but the shot was flubbed. And Pang said one too many passes. You gotta get that on net. And I'm like ah that wasn't one too many to me. One too many passes results in you not getting a shot away, right? Uh, where you where you had a great chance decided to pass don't get a shot away at all, or it's a much, much worse scoring opportunity, right? Um, which the Blues did end up doing a lot of. They so And they were overpassing in this game, passing up some good scoring chances and not getting any. So but I thought that was funny the first time it happened. I'm like, nah, that was a pretty good scoring chance. But then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, they, they keep doing this. It's not working out. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Barbashev and Saad scored empty net goals, which inflated the final score to 4-1. to one. Uh, when it was really much closer than that. Uh, not the best effort, but a win nonetheless. Uh, a better effort than in Montreal, but not near as good as in Toronto. So uh, Blues were killed to the face. The, well, the, the, the biggest key here for me was play for your goaltender. You know, I mean, we how many times yeah. have we seen over the years since the cup win, Jordan Bennington stole this game. You know, Blues don't win without Jordan Bennington playing so well. And this this is a point, and, and I think I said this the last time we started with New Jersey, play for your goalie. You know, he's struggling. He hasn't won a game in, what, almost, I mean, more than a month, right? Like, you got to, like, put some goals on the board, control the puck, play a simple game if you have to, keep the shot count low, do whatever you can to make sure your goalie can can try and get that victory and and get his self-esteem up. So this game, yeah, again, not their best effort, not the best game of the season, but they played well enough to win. They they let Biddington, except for the one goal, see most of the shots. I think uh, there was a lot of luck in this game. They hit uh, Philadelphia hit what at least two crossbars. They hit two or three posts, uh, and they missed two like wide open nets. Right, uh, and like there was some luck in this. Yeah, I but, thought. But... Oh, you no, know, I was just gonna say that uh, I thought that we'll talk about Bennington, his play in this game. Um, they were raving about his play. I thought he played well, um, but I mean, two or three posts and a couple of missed open nets, they could have scored a, uh, you know, three or four goals on him. So I mean, you know. I, when I heard them talking about, it, I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, you're always going to hit posts. You're always going to miss scoring chances. It happens to every goal, every game. But it seemed like uh, what Giroux had one, right? He a wide open net and he just kind of, not a wide open net, but a good chance, an open side kind of, uh, and shot it wide. And then another half when it was flubbed, uh, there was a post shot, a crossbar shot. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Well, they, and they, they had a, they had a breakaway there in the first period. Yeah. And, two breakaways right the one and the one yeah. was a really nice save uh by Bennington mm-hmm. who early in the game he had like the he slid across slid across yeah into the pad save it was that was nice looked calm and Bill, net. I thought it looked good Bill you're but, muted 
by the way. I can't, we can't hear you. I thought he looked good. Okay. I just, I thought that, oh, I thought that, uh, there you are. we were, there like you, are. you said, Jeff, we were, we were lucky that, uh, a few of those didn't go in. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the, the Wilman breakaway. It was the Nordstrom style save from mm-hmm. yeah. The, yeah. game seven against Boston. Right. And then, uh, Lindblom had the, had the breakaway, um, crazy that you know defenseman getting a breakaway but it was you know both very big saves and i think it set the stage for for the blues to have confidence and to want to play for him i i you know i thought that they built from there um but yeah to Kerr's point yeah Giroux missing the wide open net just he got bounces right that was the yeah, thing he got, got the, the bounces, bounces which is fine but Next game, Bill. I would normally him. let this fly, but you you said Lindblom. He's a forward. Is he? I, I think, thought he was. I husband. think. Well, I think well, the reason that you think that is because he's confusing scored from the point. Former Blues great, Terry Lindblom. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> maybe. But he scored from the point. He scored from the point in this game, and I purposely yeah. don't watch Flyers games. <laughs> so. I think Flyers fans are the same. <laughs> apparently if you can't sell the tickets back right oh god damn right <laughs> i even so i even have a co-worker that works in philadelphia and i even asked her i go you know do you just want the tickets and she goes honestly if they were better yeah i'd take them but no i'm good and i'm like it's <laughs> wow. 15 rows from the ice and i'm offering you tickets just nice. take them <laughs> man it, i mean <laughs> If you don't mind seeing bad hockey, it's a good time to be a Flyers fan. Just oh, 2006, somebody <laughs> offers me tickets to a game. I'm still oh, going. I don't no, care. Oh, sure. I, I I had season tickets. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> that year. I did too. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, um, a win nonetheless. Um, the uh, like I mentioned the Blues were killed at the faceoff dot again in this game, 67% to 33 Uh that's sooner or later this is gonna this is gonna cost us a game so um only three Wait, power plays maybe, in the game maybe that's the trade we need to make face uh, face off specialist or face off specialist yeah, yeah. a younger tyler bozak mike sillinger uh mike sillinger who was the guy the blues got in 06 um he had a really crazy name started with a z Zigamanis. Mike Zigamanis. Zigamanis. Wow. Yeah. That's a blast. Digging in the archives for that. Jesus. That's right. So they 14 games for us? I kept wanting to say Mika Zabinijad, but I'm like, no, it's like the North American version of that. How many games? How many games do you play for us? Take a stab. Uh, 20. No, 18. I'll say 18. Bill? Mm, I'm going to go nine. I got to look it up now. Nine. Uh, keep going. I'll look it up. I said fourteen. I'll look it up. I just threw. Okay. It's close name. Um. <laughs> so, uh, part of I sixty four forty was renamed a stretch of interstate I sixty four forty. How many, Jeff? <laughs> we are all way off. Oh. He played in two games. <laughs> oh. Well, who had the lowest? Bill said nine. Me. Bill said nine. Me. I had single digits. But prices is right. Price is right. Rules. Bill. Price is right rules, we all lose. Yep. Should be a dollar. Two games. Wow. Wow. 
Uh, a stretch of Interstate 6440 in downtown St. Louis has been renamed the Bobby Plager Memorial Highway in honor of the late blues legend. Uh, signs exist between Jefferson Avenue and Tucker Boulevard near the Enterprise Center. Uh, a bill proposing to rename the stretch of highway was first introduced by Missouri Representative Nick Schroer in May of 2021, just two months after Plager passed away at the age of 78. So uh, was it you, Jeff, that had a problem with renaming highways and stuff after players? Was that you? No, that wasn't me. Somebody no. said, who was that? I was talking to somebody. Didn't like it when uh, McGuire was uh, the highway in after him. Who was that? I don't. I don't. What does it matter? Like, I don't see why people would care. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I it's not like it's it's not like your GPS is like, oh, you're now exiting Highway 70 and going on Mark McGuire Highway. They took that Who down cares? too, didn't they? The Mark McGuire. Yeah, they did. That's a yeah. unceremoniously we this, right. We it. had this conversation, I think, like last week. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was you that said that you didn't uh, care for that. Uh, Brett Hallway. No, you didn't like Brett Hallway being renamed. You said I didn't was... like Brett Hallway. No. That's what I was getting. I, okay, that's the, what I was getting. Okay. The only reason I didn't like that was because it was just like, oh, God, the Blues are awful. Uh, Brett Hall. We got to do everything with Brett Hall. Retire his number, get a statue, rename the street. Like, I thought it was just way overdone. Yeah. That's the only reason I, I had a problem with it. I wonder if the sign will be stolen. I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Emil Francis. Not for Bobby. Not for Bobby. Eh, no, probably not. Although you never know. Uh, Emil Francis, yeah. former Blues GM and coach, passed away at 95 the other day. Was this yes, two days ago? Monday? Was that Monday that happened? It was Monday, yeah. Um, former coach, general manager, and current Hockey Hall of Famer, uh, Emil the Cat Francis, passed away Saturday at the age of 90. I... I uh, Wonder, I haven't read why he was called the cat. Do we know this? How he got that nickname? Um, I think he, uh, in a past life, was a cat. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> See, I thought you were going to come up with something clever. No. Oh, that's not clever at all. Um, so He uh, invented the cat eye cage. I'm guessing no, but... Mr. Francis joined the St. Louis Blues in 1976 and served as executive vice president, general manager, and coach during his time with the Blues, uh, which lasted until 1983. Under Francis, the Blues set a team record with 107 points during the 80-81 season, which stood until the team won the President's Trophy with 114 points in the 99-2000 season. Uh, Federico said of Emil Francis, Mr. Francis was such a tremendous competitor. No one wanted to win more than he did. He gave everything he had to build the Blues into a Stanley Cup contender. We all had so much respect for Mr. Francis, and I've never met anyone who was as honest with all of us as he was. He had so much fire in him that motivated us, all of us, each and every day. He was one of a kind and will never be replaced. Mr. Francis was the most loyal man I ever met, and he played such a huge role in my career and my life. Uh, I will always be grateful for his friendship and his fatherly advice. So, wow, Federico apparently has some very nice things to say about him and uh, remember him quite fondly. Um, I always, you know, uh, I always remember him from, I, I didn't remember it at the time because it was, it was a little before my time as far as being a blues fan goes, but his commercial is the late 70s, I guess it was, um, where he said that we're putting the check back in the checker dome. Remember that? Uh, yeah. That's that's how I, that's that's my remembrance of him from the blues. Go ahead, I was going to say, I, didn't, I, I know the soundbite. I know the quote. I didn't know that was Francis. Oh, yeah. That's, 
That's cool. Yeah, I got the link there in the notes if you want to take a look at it. Um, in 778 uh, games behind the bench, uh, Francis went 388, 273, and 117 in 13 seasons with the Blues and the Rangers. He reached the Stanley Cup playoffs 11 of his 13 seasons. Mr. Francis also served as the general manager of the Rangers from 64 to 76 and the Whalers from 83 to 89. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder in 1982. So, uh, yeah, that's, um, I, you know, and I remember him from media guides and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and since YouTube came along, uh, that commercial, but like I said, yeah, he yeah. left in 83. Um, so that was like right, right before, uh, I really got into watching hockey. So, well, and you know, it, what's funny. It is- makes a lot more sense to me, Michael, you going to Hartford, right? GM wants his guys. And yeah. Lee was the backbone of, of that 107-point team. So bring him in. Damn you, Emil Francis. <laughs> yeah, I. you know what's funny is, um, and, and this just shows, I guess, kind of my age. Um, when I saw that, you know, because I was watching, I think it was like NHL Network, and, it, you know, it popped up with the breaking news, Emil Francis dead at 95. I was like, and, and it said like, it said like, you know, Francis served as Rangers GM from, you know, whatever the years you, uh, you said was, uh, you know, worked with the Whalers, said nothing of the blues. And I like, you know, again, showing my age, I'm like, was there two Emil Francis's? <laughs> because like, for me, I know him as, you know, the blues guy, you know, like you hear the name Emil Francis, you think St. Louis blues. And so I had to look it up and I was like, Oh no, that's the same guy. he, he was just successful elsewhere, yeah. And that's where you know NHL Network kind of drew from his success. So, yeah, I, I, um, it, it, you know, I've heard a lot of stories, a lot of stories. We, we've heard stories on this show about Emil Francis from you mentioned Federico, and from others that we've had on the show. So, um, a real shame to lose a guy like that, but um, you know, happy to hear from what I've read that it's, you know, just natural causes, wasn't anything severe, anything crazy. 95, um, too. 95. He lived I mean, a great, that's great up life. There. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you look back on, I mean, I'm sure he did, right? You look back on, it's like, man, I had a pretty fucking cool life, you know? Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, we got one here, uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, looked like Nathan McKinnon slashed an official. Off a of face off. Um, Kurt, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you that we have two. But we have two. Oh this, I didn't this is our first one. one. Okay. It's okay. Uh, we'll, no. we'll talk about the first one. So let me pull it up here. Uh let's see. The uh so McKinnon got a lot of play, a lot of play uh online uh after a face off. And I look at the replay again at full speed. <laughs> it looks like he slashes him in the leg. Um playing the Bruins, face off at center. Uh McKinnon gets a little roughed up on the face-off, gets upset, and it's hard to tell if he's mad at the Bruins player or the official or both, and it looks like he takes a whack at the official's leg, and it, when you slow it down, it, it shows him smacking the ice, but uh, it's funny how this kind of snowballed, uh, and everyone was calling for him to be suspended because uh, uh, Vermette was suspended back, I don't know how long ago that was, uh, 20 games for... for uh, Slash an official in a very similar situation off a of face off, slashed him mm-hmm. and got 20 games. So, um, before okay, 
we got a lot to say about this, I'm sure, but I just want to add Ken Morris, the hockey historian he is, gave us some great insight here about why Emil Francis was known as the cat. Same mm-hmm. as Felix Potvin. He was a goalie and moved like a cat. I was going to uh, Emil tended that. goal for the Blackhawks and the Rangers. Okay. I was going to mention he was probably a goalie. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, so with this, with this play with McKinnon, um, when I first saw it in real time, my thought was, holy shit, suspend that guy 20 games. Yep. And, and my thought after that was, they're not going to because it's Nathan McKinnon. Right. You know, if this was, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of a, just a random NHL or uh, Nola Char. Antoine Vermette. Zygamanis. Mike Zygamanis. <laughs> Mike Eastwood. Um, if it were somebody like that, it, it, I'm like, they would throw the book at him. But I'm like, it's McKinnon. He's not getting shit. And then I saw the, the NHL come out and say, no, we're not suspending him. But. I'll say, and, and Kurt, I know you you brought up with us before the show something you saw and something that you know broke down the play. Even if, okay, I got to mention it. So uh, even if he would have touched the official, which he didn't, if you watch it on slow motion, he actually didn't. He hit the ice. Um, I I still don't think he gets a suspension. I think that's still a play where he's going for the puck and the official just happens to be there. Um, mm. You guys might disagree with me on that. I don't think he was slashing at the official. And 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 clearly, I don't know. I just I just feel like in that play, that's a face-off. The official's there. He's going to hit the official. It happens. You watch the Vermette play, that was a clear slash on the official. The the puck um, is nowhere near. Uh, no, it was it was though. a retaliation swing, right? Yeah, the, I mean at he's the player. He's not at he's the not, player. But, at the player, and he hit the official. But, I, I don't think it right. was. He it looked like he hit the official, right? And then, it did. And right from from the naked eye, full speed, first time watching. It looked like in retaliation, trying to hit the player who had skated away already, he swung his stick and hit the official, but he didn't hit the official. Yeah. And and I'll say that I think intent of trying to hit the player, that does change it a little for me, if he does hit the official there. But, again, right. at the end of the it's... day, he ended up actually not – Hitting the official, great. Yeah. But I can see why there's some gray area, even if he did hit the official, because he was going for the player. Not saying, right. Not saying that's okay. I don't think, just saying I don't right. think I don't he was think going he for gets, the official. Right. He doesn't get 20 games for sure because he's Nathan McKinnon. But just with the right. the the lack of intent, you know, I he gets a game or two max, probably yeah. just a fine. But yeah. I, I'm not even sure he was going for the player. It doesn't look like he was. I mean, it kind of does, but he's not even close. You know, he misses him no, by it, a lot. No, it and that was that was kind of the shocking thing to me. Like, why why did it take him so long to swing? Maybe he was just slamming I, his stick in frustration. I think he I think it was he thought the the Bruins player it was an illegal faceoff, cheated on the faceoff, and they won the draw. He lost it. He was pissed. And at the official, because he puts his arms up at the official, 
and Wait, he slams the ice down. He slams the ice down right by the official. Uh, and I think it was it was hey, like he slams a stick down right by the official to get the t- official attention, saying hey, mm-hmm. I'm pissed at you for not calling this. And I'm, I, that, that's that's my take on it because he gets roughed up on the face off, and he puts his hands that up. Does, a little bit. That's yeah, my that that's the way sense. I see it. So I, but, I don't think he was swinging at the player. You cheating on this face off? You... <laughs> yeah, um, it might have been. It's a, there's a two in the jersey. It's sixty two or eighty two. Adam Gold in the uh, Facebook chat says, "If it was Kadri, dot dot dot." Yeah, no kidding. Uh, right? Yeah, maybe. And it's funny that Adam Gold says that because uh, Adam, I, correct me if I'm mistaken. I think this I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Adam has been reprimanded in one of my leagues for. Uh, being too aggressive on face-offs. So oh, I could I, be wrong on that. That Maybe that was someone else, but I feel like that was you. I've had some knockdown drag-out face-offs too. Most of them, most of them guys don't care. They got their stick down. The most Some guys that take face-off against, they don't give a shit. Um, and they're easy to win them against. But some guys bear down, and you'll butt heads, slam shoulders. Um, I think it's violent sometimes. And I'm surprised my stick didn't break in half. As, uh more often because you get your stick whacked hard. Uh, Sean Avery signs a comeback contract with your land Orlando solar bears. Is it, was this news today? Cause I, I didn't know about it. That. Yeah, was, this is today. Yeah. <laughs> He's 41, 41 years, old. years old. Yeah. He, he came out. They I need somebody to stand in front of the goalie this week. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I did that once. Did you? Uh, the 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 Sean Avery do a to a friend that was in goal in a men's league game, and he's like, "You got to be fucking kidding me, dude! Don't do that!" Like he was actually like, "That's not cool." And I'm like, "Yeah, sorry." I was it's a good to way to get your ass beat. Oh my god! Oh my god! You get your ass beat. Um, but no, I uh, I, I, it was announced. It was earlier this week, or maybe late last week, that he was making an NHL comeback, and I'm like, it wasn't like he left. Because he was just like, oh, I'm going to pursue other things, like Alexander Daig or something. He left at a reasonable age. He wasn't effective anymore. He wasn't. How long has it been? Like seven years, eight years? It's been a while. At least. At least. It's it's 10. I think it's been 10 years. Yeah. And And I saw somebody. He wasn't good when he left. (laughs) Right. And somebody tweeted that, you know, a couple of tweets I saw about it. You know, did he dive into the Hudson River and swim to the bottom to get his skates? Because there was that whole thing with him. Oh, yeah. He retired. He threw his skates in the river. But then somebody, somebody who he's been apparently been playing beer league with, like, guys at 10 pack a day guy couldn't even catch a pass in beer league last night now he's signed to a professional contract uh i still have a chance at the nhl well maybe get some fans in the stands right and yeah, that was the thing exactly it's, it's it a is. it's yeah. a publicity stunt and and the solar bears tonight even tweeted at matt barnaby your move barnaby <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because barnaby said that he would uh he would sign with any rival of the Solar Bears, uh, just so he could play against uh, Avery. Which you know what I, I like? Hilarious. I, I always hated Sean Avery, but when the Blues were in the Cup final against Boston, he was rooting for the Blues, and he he put stuff on Instagram and videos and stuff about him, you know, kind of like, you know, criticizing Boston, rooting for the Blues, stuff like that. Um, thought that was uh, I, I that was kind of that was kind of fun to see. Um, not that I 
you know, I it make me like him anymore, but I was like, oh, he's a, uh, I guess I like him a little more now than uh, in this moment, but. There was a lot of people rooting for the Blues, which oh, God. I appreciated. I think, and I, and you'll see the same thing with Vancouver or Vancouver. Buffalo if they ever get another chance. Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I think anybody outside of Boston was rooting for St. Louis. I mean, I I, I told oh, you I I got comments at Disney. I was at Disney for games uh, five and six, and wearing Blues gear uh, around the park and stuff. I, there's so many comments. You know, beat Boston. I got a lot of go blues, right? But there were a lot of beat Boston too. So uh, any, oh, yeah. you know, anybody but Boston. I had a Penguins fan. Long conversation. Anybody but Boston, man. <laughs> it was great. So Adam Gold does uh, clarify with his uh, Facebook or Facebook on the Facebook chat about his face off issue. Uh, the official told me not to let my stick handle hit him on the face off. My stick was on the rink, not hovering high. I have a short stick. I told him to keep his head up. I didn't touch him. It's an issue with him, not me. Mm-hmm. The only issue, the the only thing I'll say about that, and, and this goes for all kids and, and beer leaguers as well, I I was told a long time ago that officials are told if if one guy is giving you trouble, I don't care if he says one thing to you, and this is by all rink owners, by all like head officials. Just kick them out because <laughs> never happened you're not to me. paid well enough to deal with it. <laughs> never happened to me. And and it's unfortunate. I, I, well, I had a friend on, on my ice hockey team who literally was just asking the ref, what's the deal? Why did you call a penalty on me on that? And he just told him, get in the box and shut up, which to me is like the worst thing to say to a player, right? You don't say that because it's going to set him off, right? And so he's like, Come on, man. Just tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. And he just kept saying that. And the referee kicks him out. And it's like, what do you expect, man? When you won't even respond to him, what do you expect? Like, at least give him a response. I treated the officials like shit. (laughs) (laughs) You you did? I did. Yeah, you know know that. It was... uh, Do do you remember the time that the time that I accidentally knocked Tyson over at no. Oak Hill. Oh, maybe. I might. I, I skated really hard at him and kind of stumbled when I got close <laughs> to him and knocked him down. Uh, oh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. Didn't mean <laughs> to. Was oh, official. okay. Yeah, Tyson yeah. was an official, yeah. He was He was the good one. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't... There weren't, there were, too, many, there there weren't were, too many good ones. Yeah, there were a few. I felt ones. bad. We... We had a game a couple weeks ago where uh, it was a kid. It was it's like a second or third game as an official. And I, I actually can't remember what the call he made was, but it was a bad call. And um, I could tell he was just ready to, like, deal with, like, some asshole coming and yelling at him. So, like, the face-off happens and puck goes down the other way. And like I said, I'm, on, I'm a defenseman. And so I look over at him and I just go, first game, huh? Like, because the other ref had told me, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, his first or second game. It's like, oh, first game, huh? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, what's it to you? And I just go, no, 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 I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, I'm actually asking you. This is one of your first games. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of my first games. And I was just like, man, (laughs) seriously, not trying to be an asshole. Like, that's just what I was told. (laughs) I was like, how are you liking it? And we started having a conversation. I think he realized, like, 
okay, this guy's actually not trying to be an asshole. Uh, I think we'll, uh, this is going to wrap the show up, guys. Uh, you got anything else you want to add? No, just stay off Twitter. It's depressing. <laughs> oh, right now? The war, the war has started. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I've, uh, I've kind of decided same thing with the election of, well, 2016 and 2020. I might stay off social media for a couple days. So if you don't hear from me, everybody, that's why. You're okay. You're just choosing well, not to subject yourself. I'm fine. I'm have... just... Well, we can't assume that because you may run back out to the beer store with your bald tires and get stuck. I <laughs> I seriously was going up that hill at like 15 miles an hour thinking that this is where my car is just going to sit the rest of the night. Like, I'm just going to park it and I'm going to walk home. <laughs> it was it was an it was a very weird situation to feel, but I'm I made it home safely, luckily. Um, I, it, it, I heard earlier today that there were going to be uh, uh, the war was going to start tonight, pretty much. So, um, well, good good luck to. I don't even know how to word this. Uh, best wishes to everyone involved. Hopefully, there's a peaceful resolution. I think that's the best way to say it. All right. That's from uh, that's from Strange, Strange Brew. Brew. <laughs> now take off, hoser. Now take off, hoser. Uh, right. Ken Morris says uh, I got a friendly heckle in Bangor, Maine, wearing a Blues cap. I thought only Bruins caps are okay, but Rangers or Canadians hats are tolerated. I see Bangor, Maine. You know, what I think of every time I hear that. Mm-hmm. No, for Sailor nothing. Red. Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Trailers for Maine. Sailor Rent. Yeah. One night in Bangkok. Yeah. That's that's the hometown of Julie the Cat Gaffney. Yeah, that's true. I that's don't true. know I was... why I remember that, but I will always remember that. So I, yeah, I, I remember that, but I also remember Roger Miller, King of the Road. That's destination Bangor, Maine. Uh, support for Let's Go Booze Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 24 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? 
only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.